Hello, welcome to Pardon Your Spartans. My name is Masia Madzai. I value uh, entrepreneurship, self-development, and ambition. And these are my two co-hosts. Well, that's putting it nicely. I'm your, your honored guest tonight. Uh, my name is Tom Hassett. I'm a middle-aged dad, just uh, looking to have a good time and enjoy my day and have fun with my family. All right, I'm Marshall, and I am all about personal development, health and fitness, and this uh, paradigm model of spiral dynamics. So we'll dive more into that in later episodes on the podcast. For now, let's, let's get Let's jump in. So what do you guys want to talk about first? Um, the Second Amendment? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if we're going there to start, let's start with the second amendment. Yeah, I'm not opposed. I'm not really opposed to talking about any of that. So that yeah, whatever works. Let's talk about that. So, Matthew, what are your thoughts on the second amendment? And for those that don't know, let people know what the second amendment is. The second amendment is the right to bear arms, and I don't think uh, the government should have a say on whether we have a right to bear arms. They're here to protect us and. They should ensure our protection by giving us more guns. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. (laughs) 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 What what are your thoughts on the Second Amendment, Marshall? Well, I think it's it's complicated, but I, I do believe that people should have the right to bear arms as far as maybe um, like pistols and handguns go under obviously certain background checks that you know it doesn't have to be too too strict for the for pistols but um, you know there's got to be some kind of you know looking into the background of the person of the individual so we know that it's not somebody who's going to use it for uh, for uh, you know for wrongdoing or anything for for society um as far as assault rifles go i mean i don't think they should be made completely illegal but i do on my stance is that people should have to go through a a, a more strict of a background check to possess a weapon that's more lethal than a handgun or a pistol so that's where i stand with that okay yeah, uh, I'm I'm pretty much for and we the Second it. Amendment as it stands. Um, I think it shouldn't be infringed. I think every American within reason should be uh, allowed to, to own a weapon or a firearm or anything because Second Amendment pretty much covers any arms. It doesn't limit it, doesn't have specifications. And truthfully, I don't want to have to rely on someone else for my well-being and my family's well-being so I, th- I think it should be pretty well accessible to any American alright Masi you still there? yeah I'm here um, I was uh, looking up I was looking at the video that was talking about uh, every time a government takes away guns they end up rounding up everybody and shooting them in the face <laughs> not in the face yeah. but 
part. Oh yeah, that's where we left off last podcast. Yep, yep. Did you watch the video? I did not actually. Ah oh, man. Well, I'll just tell you. I'll just tell you. Turkey established gun gun control in 19, 1911. Then they rounded up one point five million Armenians and killed them. In 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 uh, 1929, Soviet Union so Soviet Union established gun control and 20 million people unable to defend themselves were rounded up and killed. And in Germany, they established gun control in 1938 and 13 million Jews were rounded up amongst other marginalized groups and were rounded up, tortured and killed. And Cambodia established gun control in 1956 and 1 million educated people were rounded up and killed. So... What was the, uh, the last name of the country you just mentioned? Cambodia. Oh, okay. All right. First of all, these are very underdeveloped countries. Maybe not Germany, but if you're talking about Nazi Germany, that's completely different than modern-day America. Also, um, why would the government just randomly start want to kill everybody? What would be the like? Like um, what's the word? Mm. Why would we I mean, want I guess control? Say the Yeah, I guess. Why would the government just want to round up everybody and start shooting everybody? But at the same time, there's proof of the government trying to advance society in some ways. I mean, it's not perfect, but there are there is some proof of. You know, we've come a long way from 500 years ago, a thousand years ago, obviously. So like, everything's evolving and becoming. More advanced and better overall as time goes on. So why would all of a sudden the government just decide like, oh, we're just going to round everybody up and kill everybody? It's going to be a mass genocide of our own people. I just don't get that concept. Maybe like in other uh, countries that are, you know, that had a lot of corruption and you know uh, dictators and things like that. But you know, we're not. I don't think that's the state of our. Does it have to be the current state of it, or can it develop into that state? But your populace is already disarmed now, so even if it's next year or in ten years, it can still happen. And I'll be honest, most of those countries were fairly developed countries and may not have been at the highest point of their, you know, success or, or you know, economic stability, but they were still developed countries and. Why is it so far fetched to believe that could happen in a first world country like the U.S. today? Oh, well, what would their reasoning be for it? Well, so yes, what was the reasoning for the other ones, Masi? Since you were referencing the video you watched, did they go into those details? They didn't really go into the details, but it was basically to establish control over people who didn't agree with them. Exactly. You get rid of your resistance. You turn your people against each other, so you choose the side of power. If they're disarmed, you choose what side wins. You're in control. You can push your agenda. You can do pretty much anything you want. And what is their agenda, in your opinion? So you're you're talking hypotheticals, right? Because you're saying it could never happen in the U.S. Has there been a huge oh. division in the U.S. Uh, in the last couple of years? A, a huge what? Division. Division. There's been some divisions, but I don't think it's to the point where 
the government would create a mass genocide. <laughs> That's just my opinion. Um, I, you know, if we are living in um, somewhere in the Middle East or in Asia or in Africa, I could, I would agree with you. I'd be like, okay, we need to bear bear arms because, like, we are we can't trust our government. And in this society, is there corruption? Yes, but like, there's not. I mean, you honestly talked about that last time that that you thought there was corruption in pretty much every level, and that it's pretty much gotten rampant, right? Yes, but not not necessarily with the government itself. Um, more more so with corporations, and because sometimes, like I said, the uh, big corporations have more power than the government itself. So. Um, you know, I was more talking about corruption with that and with just the 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 way that um, the far right sets things up or wants to have things set up in the country. Um, you know, the, the small, here's the deal. Like, I looked more into it on top of what, I've, what else that I already knew. And um, the smaller the government, the less regulation, period. And the less we regulate these big corporations, the more power and control they get and the more oppression it, it creates, ultimately. So the smaller the government, the more disparity we're going to have at the end of the day. And that's that's a fact, pretty much. So, um, so to answer your question, yeah, the corruption, there's corruption, but I don't and even within the government sure but that's not the main problem i think the government provides a lot of you know it's not are they perfect no do we like getting taxed no but at the end of the day it goes towards a greater um purpose you know we there you wouldn't have even the opportunity to make the money that you can make in society and and do all the things you want to do in society if the government wasn't there to create that foundation in the first place you know So your reasoning for that not being a relevant point is just that you don't think it could happen. And I I hate to boil something down to such simple terms, but I just, I mean, is that something you could agree that you don't think that should even be a factor in limiting individuals' rights on gun ownership because it couldn't happen? I don't believe our government, here's the bottom line. And, um, and it's okay. Everybody can have their different you know, opinion on it. Uh, nobody's forcing anyone to believe or take, you know, agree with each other. But, um, uh, but I don't think our government is out to get us. I'll, I'll put it in simplest terms like that. I don't think our government is out to get us. And I don't think most people's governments are out to get them. I mean, especially not outright, not at, not at all points, but I think they definitely are willing to take losses if it means it's for the better of their people, right? I mean, isn't that something you can look back and say from those examples that were given? Why did they round up and kill these people? Well, these people went against what we were yeah, trying to right. They were resistant right. to it. In, so if it's in those, my population, I'm okay with it. In those examples, you're correct, but I don't believe the American government is is an example that that um, relates to that. Again, not my, currently. My, but do you believe at any point 
we could have issues like that and that's what i'm trying to, to confirm is that you think that's a zero-sum possibility in the u.s um yes honestly i do because i don't think i just don't I, I, like i said i don't believe our current like modern day american government is out to get us in any way or or the way you put it you said they're not out to they wouldn't be out to get us but they would be trying to push their agenda and trying to create their own like uh like little or gang or whatever you're trying to say like group that only agrees with each other and that's it um i i don't think that they would i don't i don't see it going that way is what i'm trying to say is there division in the country among some people sure but I don't, I don't believe that's because of the government trying to create a mass genocide. You know, that's just my stance. So, well, again, their goal wasn't to create a genocide in, in those situations in particular. And they, they may have leaned towards that or realized that was the majority of their, their resistance or may have been a cause for concern. Do you think any of them announced it prior to disarming their populace that they said, these million people are our enemy even though they're us we're gonna kill them I mean uh, be a little more specific like with what country and what situation like you're talking about Cambodia or any of those countries I mean look at the end of the day like at the end of the day, like it's it's a noble um, concern to want to protect your yourself and your family by by bearing arms, okay? But like at the same time, you know, if to be all concerned that our our government is just going to like you know take full control and full power, and we need to stand up against them because they're going to you know. Any, you know, form this kind of division where it's like, if you're you're not on board with what we're trying to do with pushing this big government, then we're gonna, you know, you'll be you'll be exiled or killed or whatever. Like, I just I think that's a ridiculous claim, to be honest. And all right, if we were living in another country like a hundred years ago, where you know the government was actually more corrupt, like we're talking communist Russia, communist China, uh, and you know North Korea or something like that. Like I, I would agree with you, and I would I would be all for, you know, finding guns and you know protecting ourselves and our family and whatever else we believe in, all day, you know. But I just I really don't think that's the I think it's completely different, um, in, in modern day America compared to those countries at those particular times. Marshall, don't you think that um, it's happened before to us? Like we literally had to defend ourselves from the. Great Britain and like we had to um, separate ourselves from them and if we, if we didn't have the guns we couldn't do that so like now you're saying it's not likely at all so let's not just have the guns if it happens it's it's really unlikely but if it happens we were, we're shut out of luck because we didn't think it was likely I <laughs> again I don't think we're in a situation like that uh, with Great Britain versus the colonial America. I don't. I don't think it's. Any, what, I don't what, think it's even remotely close. To be honest with you, I think it, years past that, what happened in our own country in 
Civil War. Civil War. But that that yeah. right there is a prime example of a, a division of our own country, not even necessarily just the government taking over, but a pure division alone of principles, morals, and well, a way of life to some, but that entire situation is exactly that. I mean, people wouldn't have a way to defend themselves. They had to rely on a government that was now split and fractured and an entire country that wouldn't necessarily have expected that to come. So all I'm saying is, ideally, yes. If the U.S. maintained superior control economically, wealth-wise, people's happiness and satisfaction, sure. But every country goes through ups and downs, and all it takes is a bad down at the wrong time with the wrong people in power, or the people themselves having issues, and there would be issues that arise from it. Were there not tons of riots and, and issues in the last couple of years due to division? Yeah, I mean, I understand your concern. I just, I don't think that, I mean, like I said, like I, be, I believe in the right to bear arms. Like I, I just think you should go through a background check for a pistol or a handgun and a more strict background check for an assault rifle. That's it. Nothing has to be made illegal per se, but that's it. That's like that's my stance on the Second Amendment, and that's my stance on um, on government uh, corruption and trying to take control and create division. I, I just don't think I think that there are some you know um, some truths to like there being uh, conflict amongst. You know, obviously there is conflict amongst our own people, like civil conflict, but. I don't think that it'll it'll create or it'll end or it'll um, end up in a war. Is what I'm trying to say, like a civil war. I don't I don't see it going that way. Marshall, am I allowed to have a rocket launcher and or a tank or not? Absolutely not. Absolutely. You. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to another. All right, topic, yeah, let's move on because we've been talking about this for a while. We'll come back to yeah, it in we'll another. Because, I mean, that, that's just one piece of the Second Amendment. What about the individual, right? Right? I mean, we're not... You're saying, you know, you don't think anything of a, a national catastrophe could happen. But what about smaller? I mean, I mentioned some of the riots and stuff. Should someone be able to defend their family, yeah. their property, like, people? Did you, are, you, are you familiar with the <clears throat> Kyle Rittenhouse case uh, a couple years ago in Wisconsin? Very familiar with it. You are, you're very familiar? Yes. Yeah, I, I'm i all for the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse defended himself with a weapon, right? So I that's my stance on that, on situations like that, like riots going on. And, he, you know, <clears throat> Masi, you remember when uh, I was talking about that and I was, like, backing up Rittenhouse all day? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. You were talking Because I've seen the video. And I've seen all the news clips and all the interviews and I like really looked into it and, you know, he had the right to defend himself the whole, you know, people are going crazy. You have to, you have, you can't just stand there and let somebody try to, you know, fucking <laughs> like, like just be defenseless and have no weapons and just, you know, take whatever beating or whatever they're trying to throw at you. You know, you can't just stand there and take it, you know, you got to do something about it. So. 
So situations no. can arise that aren't expected. How would we propose people have access to self-defense tools such as firearms, including rifles? Because that sounds like that's your 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 stance against them is, is anything larger than a pistol, right? Right. Well, here's the deal. Rittenhouse could have easily defended himself at that riot with a pistol. A guy came after him with a skateboard. He didn't. He wasn't even armed. Or I think maybe somebody was armed, but. Um, he could have defended himself with a pistol. He didn't need an AR-15. Um, and and also, like, that being said, you know, it, Kyle Rittenhouse m- might be a guy that didn't, you know, wouldn't have used the AR-15 for, you know, some kind of mass shooting. Obviously, he didn't. So, but other people would get their hands on that gun if, if background checks were, were um, less strict. And they would use it for, for harm. At the end of the day, so um, the bottom line is, I, you know what? I think it doesn't even have to be more strict of a background check necessarily. It just has to be a more efficient way of checking people's backgrounds. So, so it doesn't necessarily have to take you like five years to get an assault rifle. It's just like they have to do a more efficient background check on you to determine whether you're. Uh, a good candidate for buying this weapon, you know, or for owning this weapon, owning and possessing. Okay. Tom, That's fair. Tom, just to play devil's advocate here, if if more people have assault rifles and everything, right, and wouldn't that make the police officer's job ten times harder? Not necessarily. Do criminals have access to guns and weapons yeah yeah that they do they do but if and uh, we have but, ways um, of combating that and I, I don't I, I wouldn't foresee that being more of an issue like most crimes, are, most crimes are committed with a pistol for the reason of, of its being it's smaller it's easier to conceal it's easier to have an unsuspecting target it's it's much more of a criminal weapon being a pistol versus a long arm, which is much harder to conceal, ready, and and have available to, to commit a crime. <coughs> All right. Makes sense. I would, I would argue also that most mass shootings are not committed by <coughs> inner city criminals <laughs> and gang members. I don't have the right. statistics to back that up, but I would just, I can completely imagine that that's not, most mass shootings are not um, caused by any, like I said, any inner city criminals. So, uh, do you think, I, as far as do you think mass shootings are a high prevalence problem? Like, do you think that? I think there was just the, another one in Nashville just uh, yesterday or today or yeah, something. Yeah, a day or two ago. Yeah. So, and I highly doubt that individual was a inner city criminal, right? Yeah, I don't know anything about the suspect, but that's true. I don't but, either, so I can't make yeah, any assumptions here. But I, I just, I, I don't think I'll have to look into it. But I highly doubt that the, you know, that's all I'll say about that. I'll have to look into it though. Um, but yeah, let's go into a different topic though. So, because how much time do we got? Um, yeah. All right, let's let's jump in. Um, 
What are your thoughts on marriage? Is it for you, or it's it's not something you'd be willing to commit to? Tom, you go first. I, I think marriage is great for those that want it and want to commit themselves to somebody else, and to those that choose not to, I have just as much respect for. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to marriage in a long happy relationship and in no rush to get married because it wouldn't really change anything for me all right right um yeah what about you marshall yeah i completely agree i'm not necessarily for or against it um i i kind of i kind of don't see the point of it unless it's like a religious or traditional um situation I don't really know what the the point of marriage is. It's not it's not really any different than just being engaged or having a girlfriend, you know. Um, I mean, what would you say is different about it, Monsi? Because I want to get you more involved. In talk you haven't really said much yet. Um, I, I think it's like uh, the benefits of marriage. I think it, it you can have joint accounts and stuff like that. I don't know really what the. Um, <laughs> I don't so, really. So you you want your wife to that? All right, hold on. <laughs> There's a fifty percent divorce rate, and you want you and your wife to have equal access to your finances? Not necessarily. No, that's why I'm against marriage. I, I think marriage is mostly for the women, because so they can get their day shine, uh, their day of uh, validation or something, and. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's more leaning towards what the woman wants mostly, not really what the man wants. Um, and uh, women are more incentivized to get married because if they get divorced, they're more incentivized to get divorced too because they'll get half the shit and the kids and everything. Well, there's so. there's a thing called a prenup where you can prevent that, but yeah, but sometimes prenups is- don't work out either. They can they can uh, uh, swing around prenups easily. So right, not, exactly. Uh, so I. I just don't, I think marriage is a trap, <laughs> in my opinion, you know, and some people that I know that are married, they, they call it a life sentence, <laughs> you know, with the um, right. their wife, so it's kind, of, it's kind of discouraging, you know, I don't see the point of it, I don't, me personally, I don't see myself trying to get married, I, you know, a long-term relationship is fine, but, you know, I don't, I don't think marriage is necessary, you know, that's my opinion of it, but maybe people I, are, I'm, I'm not for or against Historically, marriage was to show your commitment to somebody else so you guys could utilize and benefit each other to raise family and, and, and prosper. When you do something partnered with somebody, both their time and energy and finances shared with yours typically can lead to more positive things. So, I mean, in the sense of that, I, I'm all for it. I think it would behoove more people to be committed and willing to share things with each other i just don't think the title of getting married is what should do that for somebody and that's kind of where i am i'm happy to be committed to someone and and build a life with them but i don't see what the point of that title does exactly yeah i i seem i completely agree with that yeah where do you stand with that uh yeah i think that's that's true yeah i think that's what it was to raise a family and to, re- to share each other's resources and everything. And um, men usually aren't good at, I mean, I'm not gonna say all men, but 
generally women are better at taking care of the kids and um, men go out and work so that, that's what it was all about but um, so that actually brings up a question and if you guys are okay with kind of shifting to a different topic sure, uh, sure. you're mentioning something normally referred to as like gender role Do you, so you believe that there are gender roles things that males, males and females are innately better at uh, I believe so. I believe that uh, women are better at raising kids and men are better at um, going out there and working. And um, Sports. Or not sport, but um, masculine sports, we could say, are meant for men. And, I mean, women can do, do just fine at them. I mean, there's plenty of amazing, talented uh, UFC fighters that are women. But, um, but for a man, like, for example, like when you mentioned the transgender thing, for, like, a man that is turning into a, a woman to compete in the women's UFC is completely, I, I think that's pretty unfair, you know? Okay, so I don't know if I'm ready to jump into transgender policies okay. and yeah. politics. <laughs> it's, it's a, it could be a long discussion depending on where that's everybody stands with that. Right, all right, yeah, fair enough. So we'll just keep it on the topic of uh, gender roles. Gender roles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to say, I definitely agree with it. I think women naturally have more of a, a nurturing and developmental characteristics, which makes them better for rearing and, and helping raise children. Um, they tend to have higher levels of patience and uh, compassion, which men have just in, in in smaller amounts. And as a parent of three, I can say mothers are definitely innately better at that. not saying all are better and not men can't be better in in certain circumstances but statistically speaking i would definitely say women have more of those characteristics men are competitive more apt to be aggressive and be focused on I don't want to say single-minded tasks but a career a job a skill a trade um they tend to have more streamlined focus to a single task versus developmental things that involve being able to change topics, priorities, points of reference, and focus on either single or multiple children. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of things that tie into that with gender roles. Yeah, I think the healthiest household would be a, uh, a mother and a father that have a balance of both characteristics, right? I think Agreed. that... Yeah, a, a healthy balance is always key with anything. So that's what that's where I stand with um, gender roles in, in a household. Yeah, I, I wish I had the statistics on it offhand because there are some really fascinating numbers that actually support that um, quite healthily. And I, I, I'm almost, I, I am hesitant to put any number out there, but families that have children that are raised in two parent households of a male and a female um, and they have much higher levels of success in life and balance in, in their future life as they become adults um, so yeah hands down I yeah. agree it does serve to benefit am I saying it has to be that way no I just think as an individual a family and even a society there are major benefits to the traditional nuclear family. <clears throat> That's true. 
if it wasn't uh, uh, if it wasn't uh, like if it wasn't working, it wouldn't be traditional. It's traditional because it worked for so long, for so many gen- generations. Um, so that's my mm-hmm. two cents on that. Right. Um, I also think it's important for you know children growing up in a household with two parents that they're still able to have um, independent thought you know that they're able to think for themselves and not just be I don't want to say brainwashed but just like um, uh, just subjected to whatever their parents believe you know about anything and that's actually one reason I think two parent households are really important and I will clarify not just two parent households but you know even more so of a male and female because you tend to see a wider range of things and multiple ways to look at the same thing having two parents because you're going to see the same situation two different ways as you pick up on stuff from that exactly yeah you get different perspectives and uh, you know yeah that's a healthy balance of uh in a household i agree All right, so next, I want your guys' opinions on feminism, modern-day feminism. What do you think? Is it is it uh, legit or is it completely full of shit? <laughs> um, go ahead, Tom. I was going to say, it's all you, Marshall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we both want to pass over the mic to each other. I can, um, I can go on it. I can talk about it a little bit. Um, yeah, start us off. Yeah, um, I think it's kind of it's completely full of shit because they say they don't need men for anything, but yet men has built all the infrastructure. They they like they do most of the hard labor works and everything. They do plumbing and and electrician work and everything like that. While they they complete they complain about the wage gap, but they're not willing to do the same amount of works as men do. So I think it's full of shit. Okay. Um... I think that if there is a, if women are providing the same amount of value to as men, even regardless of what kind of job it is, I think that there there should not be a wage gap. You know, there should be equal pay and whatnot. But for the the idea that um, you know, women are don't need a man, that type of philosophy or that type of ideology, rather, like you know, just being you know overly. There's, there's some kind of, it's out of balance. You know, like I said, balance is super key. It, for a, a man to be overly masculine and just like treat women like shit, that's a problem. But also women just like, you know, standing up and thinking that they're, you know, more powerful than anything or whatever the case is. I don't really know. I haven't really looked into feminism too much, but from what I know about it, I think it's a little bit, they're a little bit diluted in their thought process, but... I mean, I understand where it comes from, I guess. So, like I said, I'm pretty... An important question to ask when we kind of jump to certain topics like this is defining what feminism is. So are we talking feminism as in referring to just a wage gap? Or... And I guess this is more more for Masi to clarify since it was his topic he wanted to jump to. Um, feminism used to be about women's rights and just saying that they want the same rights and uh, equality as men but 
um, it comes it came now it's come down to the fact that men aren't good for anything women are better than men and everything and they can they can do anything a man can do and all this bullshit which isn't true because we're built differently it's not it's not a fact that's what I'm talking about so the, the first part you actually described is really what feminism is it's it's a drive to have equality between men and women both as rights and as, and as individuals so I mean by that logic yeah I'm for feminism I, I think it should be equal but then we have to break it down to what do we think is equal and that's where I kind of lose sight of modern feminism because I think there's damn near equality I guess is the best I can put it so no, yeah. I mean, that, that's where I think it's become. Now they've run out of major concerns, so it has become nitpicking of things that aren't major issues affecting all women. Right. When any group of people becomes entitled, there's an issue, right? But yeah, uh, for you know, like like Tom said, if there's if there's really a concern about the, the wage gap and inequalities, then that needs to be addressed, and that's not you know, that's a problem. So it just depends on the you know what what you define feminism as, or what what problems that come about um, that you know the feminists stand for. I guess it really depends on what what topic you're talking about. Yeah. What subcomponent of the feminism you're talking about is what I'm saying. Right, absolutely. I mean, they have the right to vote, same as a man. That that was a major cause previously. You know, they they they've gotten into the workforce. That there's laws and legislation protecting them on every level. That you know means they should have equality and, and job openings and you know opportunities available. You can't be discriminated based on your your sex. So, I mean. The, the big topic that, you know, is probably most one of the most current topics with them is a wage gap. And from my side, I don't really think there is a wage gap, not of proportion and not not that's affecting your typical people, maybe in the CEO range and very high earning brackets. A corporate that's where level. the majority of it comes from. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Any thoughts on your own topic? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a wage gap for the fact that men are willing to do more than women are. Like, men are willing to stay at work for, like, 16 hours, 20 hours a day versus men, women. they rather go back home to their kids, which they should, but it's like they're not doing well, the same amount. Hold on. You're, you're generalizing. Um, I mean, maybe you're right. It's, like I said, there's some truth to every generalization possibly but like that doesn't necessarily mean that like most women or all women are uh, less willing to put in more hours at work <laughs> you know how would you even fact check that you know well Jordan Peterson said that he said the same thing he was like they're they're not willing to do the same amount of works or even this uh, the same work for the amount of time that men are men are men want to do it for men are but here's, but here's I'll go ahead. well 
Hang on, real quick. I'm going to throw it in there. There are statistical studies and, and surveys that were done asking women if they had an opportunity to work X amount of overtime or, or longer days to climb higher in the company or a better opportunity down the road. Would they be willing to work those longer hours, e- even if they had somebody at home, right? If it was a family and they, you know, they had children that was watched either by the spouse or someone that they implicitly trust, right? They don't have to worry about their home life. It would be taken care of. Women more often chose to go home and work standard days and balance that life more than men did. And it was like a a five to one ratio of them choosing it to men. So there are studies that confirm pretty heavily they are less likely to do that. But again, that's where I bring up that point about characteristics of men and women. Men are more streamlined focus to one task. If that's their goal, they're going to set and work towards it. They'll commit to it. They know the family's stable, taken care of, loved ones at home, watching over each other. They're okay with that. Women would rather have a standard day, go home, balance it out, and just continue that way. Right. Well, yeah, and if, if that's the case, then, you know, the wonder why there's a wage gap. You know, and maybe it depends. Um, well, let me ask you, in, in your your history of jobs you've worked, I mean, I guess I don't really know your background all that much, but in any job you've ever worked, I'm sure you've had a, a female colleague, counterpart, you know, same tier as you. Has there ever been a concern from someone saying that they were paid less or unfairly? Not from my experience, and I, I ask that to a lot of people, and, and that's usually what I hear back. Mm-hmm. Now, that's anecdotal evidence, but there right. must be something to it if I've yet to hear someone tell me that. Yeah, exactly. I've Like, when I've heard that brought up, like, um, by other people that are involved with feminism, like, I, I was confused because I'm like, I don't, I've never experienced, I mean, I've never really looked at, you know, any... <laughs> like statistics that show a wage gap. Maybe they are out there, but like in my experience, like you said, I I don't remember working a job where the woman got paid less than me for the for the sake of being a woman. <laughs> you know, I've never. Yeah. I've Masi, never what about you? I mean, no. You on the same page with? Yeah. Me and Marshall. Yeah. Even when I was working security, I mean, uh, security was mostly men most of the time, but even when women started working, they got paid the same as us. So I never, I never got any, like they didn't, um, they didn't ask me if I was getting paid more than them. They were getting paid just as much as me. And then and in Sutherland, I never had anybody say they were getting paid less than me because they were women. Rebecca never brought it up. So. Right. Shoot, in fact, most of the, the colleagues I've worked with uh, at my job at, at Sutherland have been females. I've known way more female team managers. I've had more female uh, account managers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in that industry, definitely uh, there's women doing pretty well, I got to say, overall. Right. <clears throat> you can still you know, succeed and surpass many men <laughs> yeah, as a woman in this economy. So, I don't know. I think it depends yeah. on the person, you know. 
in the job position. Yeah, I agree. And I think there's the biggest disparity is at the top. And that's where a lot of those statistics on wage gaps come from is not accounting for for top tier exact levels. You know, anything over 250, you know, 250,000 a year. There's definitely discrepancies up there. I'll agree with. Um, But that's such a small fractional percentage of the actual workforce that unfortunately it's negligible in my eyes. Um, Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. no. I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, it's not a a general feminism concern, or at least it shouldn't be. Right. Um, also, in my, in my opinion, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not um, saying, you know, what's the word? I'm not saying any type of inequalities. Okay, but if you're making. 250,000 or more a year I mean there, there are bigger problems in the world than you know getting paid slightly less than your male counterparts right you know <laughs> I mean even a lot less I mean if they make 500,000 and you make 300,000 I I mean maybe again just where I come from economically I would just be like well I've got $300,000 a year I'm good I right, don't really care right. yeah I mean I mean come on like you know I mean there's still maybe a problem with that but it's like is that really like our main topic of concern like in in society like you know if you're making uh, you know well over six figures or no I mean in the six figure bracket a year like you know you're not you're not doing too bad so you know and if you think that's a problem then you know try living in another country where the weight their wage gap is way worse or or you know you're living a very poor economy and you're struggling and you have to walk miles to get water you know and, and truthfully I, I mean even at that at that point of those wages I would say it's not the woman's being underpaid the man's just being overpaid so I think the woman's still being compensated for the job she's doing and the, the male just is being overcompensated I don't think anyone needs a an earning salary yeah. of that much um, but then again that goes to that corporate side that you had concerns with about disparities and distributions of wealth within that so right exactly yeah that relates to more of my main concerns within our um within our system so So let me ask kind of tying off of that should there be limits on what an individual can earn within a company i mean do you think that would be a reasonable fix how much you can earn within a company well i mean not necessarily but i think the more you earn the more you should be taxed um and not not taxed to just like steal everybody's money it's it's not coming from a place like that the taxes go to a good cause you know like the, and and like you said last time like you're a little skeptical of where your taxes tax dollars actually go towards but you got to think about it like they got um, all the things that we have um, funded in society they got to come from somewhere and it's obviously from our taxes where else would it come from you know if everybody just stopped paying taxes we wouldn't I guarantee you a lot of things would start to go to shit you know so so you want to hear something interesting on that fact um, <laughs> again anyone can can fact check me on this but I, I know it's relatively close um, the top three percent earners in the US meaning you know people that make the most money top three percent pay more than 90% of the total taxes paid to the country 
Say that one more time. So the top three the percent of earners in the U.S. Right. Mm-hmm. So exacts anybody making you know you know those hundreds of thousands millions a year. Right. They pay more than ninety percent of the total taxes that come in to the U.S. They are taxed more than anybody else by billions. Wow, that's hmm. insane. That's insane. Uh, it is. That's like, they make all that money and they just have to give it right back. That's fucked up. That's crazy. And I, I'm not necessarily you know, like, arguing the, against not it. Not looking but... at the bigger picture, Masi. Um, it depends on how much they're being taxed, but... You know, even if, if, let's say, let's put it like this. If somebody's um, multimillionaire, let's say they make 10 million a year. You're telling me if they, if 2 million or 3 million of their, of their let's just say 2 million, let's say 2 million of their dollars or uh, of their money a year goes towards um, taxes, right? They're still doing pretty well in life, right? They like, how much money do you really need? Like, what do you want? Here's the difference. Like, do you want to buy another private jet or do you want to put it towards society to help benefit everyone? You know what I mean? Like, so with that being said, it's like, you're, you're only looking at it like, Oh, that's robbery. They're just taking all this guy's money. It's like, no, you know, the guy still has a lot of money, dude. Like, you know what I mean? He's, he's well off. He's set. It's just the difference between him buying like a, a golden bathtub versus like benefiting society. Right, but out, right, you know? but but charity is supposed to be voluntarily. You can't make people pay their their hard earned money because you think it's right for for us to take it from them and provide right, charity. Right. So here here's a really interesting uh, counterpoint to that. Right. Um. Where did the guy get the money in the first place? Within society, right? So like, he wouldn't have been able to become a millionaire and thrive in this economy if it wasn't for society and government in the first place. You see. Right, but if he, he figured out how to do that, so he he should get punished for it. No, it's not a punishment. <laughs> You're looking at it the wrong way. It um, tax dollars go to the go towards benefiting society, so it benefits everybody, right? Like it benefits everybody. The more taxes you put put in, um, is it a pain in the ass to get taxed? Of course, none of us like it, but it's like. You gotta, it's, you gotta almost look at it like a donation, you know, towards uh, your society. And like I well, said, do, you, you wouldn't have been able to. Get... Donations are willing, not not forced. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, bro. Voluntarily, yeah, not forced. I, I, I will throw another like... interesting fact that that countries with high levels of taxation tend to have lower levels of charitable contributions and vice versa. Ones with much lower tax rates tend to have substantially higher levels of charitable contributions and individual fundings versus forced as you're putting it or voluntarily forced <laughs> right but um, right. you wouldn't you wouldn't have, here's the deal and the government what, is not efficient at shit and doesn't know how to spend money properly and pisses it out its ass and blows its budget so i would rather the company man that understands money and how to use it efficiently uses it efficiently versus the bloated government Sorry, I think there's my i think i i i don't think the government's inefficient at everything or maybe some things yeah sure but there's a lot of things that they do uh actually put in place that you're overlooking and you're taking for granted 
Um, one other thing too, like like I was getting back to that point. Without, like I said, without government and the society of like being able to make that money in the first place, like like I said, you wouldn't been able, been able to become a millionaire or billionaire in the first place if it wasn't for this whole thing that we all constructed. You know, this whole economy we all constructed. So you're taking it completely for granted, thinking like, oh, it's my money, it's me, it's all for me. Like, why why should I have to pay for, you know, for you guys when it's my money? It's like it's it's a selfish way to look at it, you know. Um, at the end of the day. I'll just say it's actually very short-sighted that you're ascribing my my opinion to it when both Moss and I actually agreed it wasn't horrible. We just stated the point that it is forced. Um, and I would actually turn it around. That person that had, and uh, again, you can check the numbers. I even just pulled some of them up. Um, people in top earning brackets over 500,000 have roughly about 50% of their earnings tax between federal and, that's and state taxes. That's bullshit. That's bullshit, bro. I, 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 that's... Uh, that have money... Well, who? Uh, how much do they make a year? These people. Anything over 500000 roughly 50% of their income is, is taxed. Yeah, I mean, that's too low. They need to be like um, a millionaire or a multimillionaire to get taxed at 50%, in my opinion. Or uh, even 50% is a little... Eh, that's a little much. Maybe like thirty percent makes more sense if you're a millionaire or multimillionaire. Five hundred thousand, yeah, that's too much. That's a little too much taxes for because that's not like that's a lot of money, but it's not like a shit ton of money. Yeah, you're not billionaire status at that point, but again, it's still more than enough to live comfortably for the rest of your life, right? Right. Um, but let, let me ask you something about people that have money. What do people with money do? more often in, in in larger amounts you know it's kind of an odd question i'll just say they i mean no, no it's not an odd question it's like i mean it depends on the person right some people might donate to charity some people might just spend it all on private jets and mansions and houses and cars and whatever like who knows um like you said they spend is that it a, I guess. is that a bad thing though because what are they doing with it and i i, I asked this because like Wait, this is what a bad idea spending money yeah no it's it's creating fluctuation in the economy there's nothing wrong with that um yeah it's actually really good for it right because a, a healthy economy has money moving through it yep and that money moving through it creates jobs either indirectly or directly any of these people that have large amounts of money can easily start other businesses and other ventures or help expand something or give charitably but right. after money for that yeah so they're now more apt to holding on to it, not using it as openly. And you get wealth hoarding, which I think is a huge issue, and that's what ruins economies. Right. You kind yeah, of, I agree. Kind of, I agree. I agree. Yep. So um, but, I mean, let me, but wealth but, hoarding sorry. is another, yeah, it's right. Uh, another example of wealth hoarding is like refusing to pay a significant amount of taxes if you're a millionaire or multimillionaire. Your t- your tax I mean your um you're hoarding your your money if you're just like I mean first of all like taxes like you said it's not like a willing you're not necessarily just like donating it. It's not like a willing um it's not like you're willing to just give it away. You're just being forced. But like it's it's kind of a little bit of a twist away to look at it to like look at being forced to pay this and that. It does seem like that because taxes are a pain in the ass. Like when you see it 
getting taken out of your check. I get it. But like when, when you're like making that type of money, you know, there was um, actually a war over the same thing. Yeah. Revolutionary war. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Just had to bring it back there. But anyways, yeah, but, um, but th- uh, that was a different situation, I-, I think. I mean, and you might say, no, it's the same. It's the same. It's like it all has to do with taxes and and the, and the monarchy in England trying to control us and everything. It's it's different than the, I don't agree with. You know, I'm all for the revolution against Great Britain, but at the time, but at the same time, I don't think that's our situation. That's not our situation right now. Big government is not a monarchy trying to control us and trying to steal all your money. You know, it does, it might seem like that from a skewed perception, but that's not. I don't think that's the case. You know, um, did Great Britain start that way? Did they did they benefit the colonies? Did they send supplies regularly to help them and make sure they were getting established and they could maintain themselves and bring at, new at, people at the over? In the beginning. Yeah. And it turned to something else. And that's right. that same analogy tying back to other things. But again, things do change over time. And right, right. we talked before about, you know, government spending and where's our money actually going. And there's never really a straightforward, simple answer to it. Because there's a lot of money and a lot of spending. But you and I both know yes, that a lot sure. of it's spent in ways it shouldn't be that we disagree with. That's how the Revolutionary right. War started. Our money was being right. taken. We had no accountability for it, and it wasn't benefiting us. So we're done with it. Right. Um, we do need to balance the budget. We can't be overspending, and that's where I'm a little more conservative than liberal with um, finance, like the nation's finances. I don't think we should be just overspending on bullshit, you know. But that that being said, you know, we put a lot of money into into military. And um, we do need a strong military to protect our country. Don't get me wrong. But like if we're putting like millions and millions of dollars into like just weapon transactions that like go to destroying communities overseas, like that's a problem, you know, because <laughs> like, first of all, you're spending too much money on it. Second of all, you're just like using it for, you know, killing innocent people. But, you know, whether it's by accident or even sometimes on purpose well, do, for the sake of do you see that being our government uh, do you think our military is like that to some extent yeah I mean not everybody within government or the military is uh, on that side of the corruption but they're, they're th- that does exist because it, it's happened you know it's happening and it's happened before okay so um, back to the our very first topic and not, not to keep circling to it because I do want to talk a little about the military but You have large grievances or small but impactful grievances about ways the military is used. So it could be used the wrong way, right? Right. So should a populace have a way to defend itself? (laughs) Right around. Either foreign foreign or domestic? Wait, say the populace have the right to defend? Hold on a second. So misuse of a military for ill means, or at least things that we disagree with on a, on a moral level, could occur, and a populace should have the right to defend itself however it needs to. Um, 
I think it, Marshall's Marshall muted himself. I, I, I'm, I, sorry, I had somebody trying to talk to me. Um, go ahead. Good cover. <laughs> no, I really. Did. I, I, I don't. I, really I don't want to circle it. back to uh, to the the Second Amendment thing, but I, I would just make the point that militaries, government, there are misuse, there are problems with it, and it may be small scale right now, as you're saying, you know, individual small things that are happening, but it could happen on a large scale. So again, that's my stance on second amendment too, is, you know, it always starts small, starts with the little thing and then it escalates. But, um, but I, well, I don't want to go that, back to that topic. I do want to talk about military, though, right? You talked about spending. Right, right, right. What, what, what percentage yeah. of the U.S. budget is spent on military? If you had to guess, you too, Mossy. I'm just curious. Um, let's say, I don't know, 40, 50 percent. Okay. What do you think the right percentage is? And these aren't for questions. And I'm not asking you like to like get you in a gotcha. No, no, no. I'm not taking it that way. Um. It's a good question. I mean, what are what else do we need to be spending our money on besides military? I'm not I'm not necessarily social just services. asking you. Yeah, social services, um, you know, right. well-being of its people, civil structures, you know, maintaining of the economy, trade. I mean, there, there's a lot that needs money spent on it. So, right. what do you think Let would be like a comfortable? percentage. Masi, what are your thoughts too? I'm just curious. What do you think we spend percentage-wise and what would be a good percentage? I I looked it up, but I thought it was around 40 or 50%, but it's not. So, uh, it's less than what I thought. What is it? You want to share it? Yeah, it's, uh, it says more than 10% of federal budget and nearly half of the discurrent... I can't say that. Discretionary spending. I don't know how to say that. Um, so it's more than 10% of federal federal budget. Nearly half of the discretionary... It's nearly half? Nearly half of the discretionary... Yeah. Discretionary. Disca- yeah, discretionary. So nearly half of the budget is going towards military? No, not nearly mm-hmm. half. Discretionary spending. What is that? Is that like... Uh, not non-federal? Oh, discretion. <clears throat> what is that? Is that like less than... I mean, is that um, non-federal? Discretionary is meaning like we have a choice to spend it there versus certain things like we have to spend money on. We have to spend money on maintaining our infrastructure, our electric, our utilities, our roadways, that that's non-discretionary right i mean like those are things that have to get done so there's a budget for it okay okay um so discretionary means we can spend extra money there but out of the total federal budget it's about 12 percent so marshall you said you thought it was 40 percent masi said about 40 percent it's 12 percent that's not bad that's not that bad that that's that's reasonable i think i think so Honestly, for what our military is, I think that's pretty fucking fantastic. Hell yeah. 12%. Hmm. I mean, 
I've heard I've heard from other people that it's too too much, that it's still too high. So, I mean, and that's I think why I, I always ask that second question: What is a good amount? Because most right. people think it's a third or more, right? And we're like, that's way too high. And most people I ask, they're like, twenty percent. I'm like, man, yeah, we should dump another, you know, ten to fifteen billion dollars into it this year. We should spend more. <laughs> and they're like, I didn't say that. I'm like, well, you said twenty percent, right? So we should bump it up. <laughs> hey guys, okay. But, um, one thing. One, one thing off that because it ties to the economy. What does that money go to? The spending on the military. Yeah, it goes to weapons, um, funding, defense, or wars, basically. <laughs> um, well, so I mean, th- there's wartime spending that that's not calculated into to averages, right? Like if we're in a period of war, like there's expected higher increases, but traditional right. spending, you know, we've been up to, I think, fifteen or eighteen percent. We've been as low as like nine or ten percent. But twelve percent is about where it averages, and who makes up our military? Men mostly. Well, citizens, right? Citizens, yeah. Right. So they're actually one of the largest providers of jobs in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So I I think that's pretty important. Some of those jobs. So uh, not all jobs are good jobs, though. Uh, Okay. for the sake of the nation or the world, you know, um, some jobs are doing more damage than they're doing good. I would say. So, do uh, you think our military does more damage than good? I mean, eh. uh, it's not like our military is like completely, you know, shot or anything, and it's completely uh, corrupt. I mean, but there just is there are problems that you know there are some major problems actually that need to be addressed with uh with our military like i said we do need a good strong military that um that we do put money towards obviously like there's that's kind of um not even up for debate it's like that that needs to take place otherwise we're not going to have this you know uh, a country anymore we're not going to have america you know other countries will just come in here and do whatever they want so do you think the u.s military provides peace uh yes and no Yes and no. In a way, they do because, like I said, we can't just have other countries coming in here and running amok. But also, we I mean, don't... do we provide peace for other countries? Eh, no. Some, I mean, it depends, right? Like, some countries we help out, and some countries we make worse. The Iraq War was a complete, like complete un- unnecessary devastation honestly of it's completely pointless uh the iraq war where that was supposed to be going after the those responsible for 9-11 and iraq had nothing to do with 9-11 uh th- those are all um radical terrorists from other countries that had nothing to do with iraq hey guys one second um so we we we're at an hour and seven minutes i think we should wrap this up and then record another episode right after how do you yeah, guys think i agree i agree um, for another time, right? Another no time for an episode. No, I want to do another episode right now after recording, after ending this one, start a new one. I mean, I'll just say I, I'm more than happy to talk about the military aspect because I think it gets a horribly bad rap and it provides 
I mean, like anything, if it's misused, there's issues. And I, I don't disagree with that. But you said, and, you know, I, I don't want to put words into your mouth, uh, but you said that not all jobs are good, but most of the jobs it provides aren't combatant roles, right? It, it's supply chains, it's logistics, it's engineering, it's so many different avenues. It's medicine, it's it's technology, it's lifelong skills, maintenance, mechanics. Right. There's a lot of good jobs within the military too, but there there are just those jobs that are um, that are completely dedicated towards <laughs> developing of weapons that go to overseas and like have uh, create a drone stri- strike over a innocent. So territory. the military yeah. isn't the issue, though. It's the government controlling that military. And again, I hate to keep circling back to it, but you have an overwhelming right. faith and agreement with the government but i've heard you actually mention more things against it in this conversation so all i would say is just consider that maybe you're not as aligned with the government as you think in a lot of categories and that there is actually more corruption or issues and there could be more problems and they they do need some better handling um but again, I, 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 agree. I agree i agree do i i agree with that okay I actually agree with that. I just don't think there's going to be a, you know, uh, <laughs> a roundup and a mass genocide. That's all I'm saying. I um, I do think there are. I don't think. What the if government there wasn't a roundup and mass genocide? What if we needed to uprise because our government became too corrupt? And they're not, I mean, they're not going that, out and killing people, but they're they're running our country into the ground or or not adhering to, you know. Well, and, and that, if that was the case, then. If that was the case, then we need to take a stand. And but, like I said, I'm not against the right to bear arms. I never, I never claimed I was. Um, just I just think. That, what's that? Just some arms. Uh, no, I don't. Like I said, I don't think any of arms should be illegal. It's just machine uh, guns. Certain, eh, machine guns. I mean, that's that's a little different. But like, eh, I, I don't know if even that like shouldn't be illegal it's just like there needs to be a more efficient way of regulating and uh you know providing background checks like a more efficient way of doing background checks that because i don't even know the process i i literally don't know the process of what they do when you go to try to purchase a firearm like i don't understand what they look into i don't know how all that works you know so there needs to be a better way where what's that you should try it, and I mean it, because you'd be surprised. Even if you didn't actually go through the process yourself. Oh no, I'm sure in a liberal state that it's really difficult to get your hands on a AR-15 or a AK-47. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> well, now I'm in sure. New York State, you have to have a conceal and carry pistol permit to be allowed to purchase a rifle. Hmm. Uh. Okay, guys, it's one uh, eleven. Do you guys want to just end this? Do you guys want to just end this and record another episode, or do you want to just save it for another time? Well, I gotta work tomorrow, so uh, I would love to keep this going, but at the same time, I remember the when we had the conversation the last time, we went like past midnight, and it was a little late for me. I remember, so no worries. Uh, so on that note, I think we should just save it for either later in the week or next Tuesday. 
All right, um, plug in your YouTube channel, Marshall, and then I'll I'll just end end it there too. All right, sure. Yeah, you can find me at uh, Victory Fitness on YouTube. It's a uh, YouTube channel dedicated towards martial arts, and just it's in the works, and I got other new and high quality videos on the way. So stay po- or stay tuned for that. And yeah, until next time, I'm out. All right, you can Go ahead. you can find me at Freedom Phantom on YouTube. It's a generalized self improvement channel. Uh, how about you, Tom? Do you have any places you want them to find you? Yep, I'm Tom, and you pretty much can't find me anywhere because I don't use a lot of social media. <laughs> find me, right. find me on the <laughs> Thanks for listening. Like Thanks for listening. And if remember, if you don't agree with anything, pardon your Spartans. Thank you very much. Take care.